from the city market, it is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. Swimming in toxic masculinity and wiping their ass with politically correct wash rags. Two douchebags and a microphone invade your ear holes in three, two, one. Welcome. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Unless you've been listening this whole time, and thanks for staying. Yeah. <laughs> you've got well, good staying power. Well, you know, as Thanksgiving and Christmas season returns to something like normalcy, mm-hmm. perhaps it's time for new traditions. The oh, mad scientists yeah. at Lunch and Meat Packager, Hormel, have oh, one geez. idea. I love Hormel. <laughs> I do, too. Especially the name Hormel. What, was it Melissa that was a whore? <laughs> Or <laughs> hey, how this uh, this gem is spam figgy pudding. Oh, that's right. Hormel makes spam. Yeah, yeah. Mm. They make that delightful shoulder pork and pig asses and whatever and mm. ears and yeah. nostrils and what have you and eyeballs. Well, they they call it in the commercial sizzled pork and mm. yeah. I think the original name came from spreadable ham. It, it, that was it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. But the later on, they evolved, I believe, and said shoulder of pork. Yeah. Then, because it sounded like a better cut. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyhow. Um, so classic spam would be made out of pork, sugar, water, salt, potato starch, and sodium nitrate, the preservative. Mm. And that's how come you can eat it like 50 years later and, yeah. and be okay. <laughs> so, and that's how come no one will have to embalm you when you die. But they yeah. will anyhow. Yeah. They will anyhow. And ironically, they'll involve you with spam. <laughs> yes. That's how come you never look the same when you're lying in a casket. <laughs> yeah. You're full of spam. Excuse me. The new seasonal spam includes additional fig and orange flavors, cinnamon, cloves, oh, nutmeg, ginger, and allspice. Wow. Yes. And uh, this would be great, you know, if you ever want to have like a party that the apocalypse happens and you're in your cave and you got your like 30,000 uh, cans of spam. Yeah. Well, this could serve as a cake. Like well, let's say, true. let's say it's little Johnny's birthday. Just put a candle in it. Yeah. And go, this is your cake <laughs> here, little Johnny. Yay. And I found you a rock. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Pet rock with a bow on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyhow, this, uh, Fams, uh, you know, figgy pudding, people don't realize what that is, but evolved from a British holiday tradition. Figgy pudding is a dense steam cake, uh, not not an American-style pudding. It's it's like a it's like a cake pudding. Yeah. The it's, consistency is almost kind of spongy. It, it's weird. The British use the term pudding for dessert, any kind of dessert. Yes. It could be a piece of cake, a piece of pie. It could be, you know, a bowl of chocolate or whatever. They yeah. call it pudding. Because pudding is slang for dessert. Yeah. It, yeah, so this is like a cake kind of deal. Yeah. Full of raisins, currants, and brandy. Ooh, brandy. Cool. But the the version they sell in America, the modern version, does not have actually include figs. So you have brandy and everything else, but the figs are just flavors. Oh, okay. And artificial flavors, it sounds like. So, now the other thing about this is... Um, Okay, the Spam Figgy Pudding is so popular that you can't go to Walmart.com, you can't go to Costco.com, you can't go anywhere 
to buy this because it's all sold out. But wow. you can go to eBay. And, oh, of course, and eBay. Buy it three times the price. <laughs> Scalpers, hey, they're scalping ham. Yeah, <laughs> they're scalping ham. So the makers That's of awesome. spam, they did this as a one-off limited edition. Uh-huh. I'm thinking tongue in cheek. Yeah. But Pork idiots tongue. ran out and Pork grabbed cheek. it all, and they yeah. want it. So oh, gosh. I, I, I'll tell you what, if they, you can have my spam figgy pudding. Go ahead, go mm. on eBay and get it for me. Yeah. That's how nice I am. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Have spam figgy pudding all you want. You can have my share. Yes. Enjoy. <laughs> so, anyhow. So, you had something um, pretty interesting. What was it, raw or something? Raw or cooked. All right. I'll make you choose me raw or cooked. Hmm. Um, first one on my list, carrots. Raw. I like them raw better, too. Yep. I really do. They have a stronger flavor. I like the crunch. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How about oats? Just like Cooked. the oats. I like them raw. Do you really? Yeah. I put them on ice cream, you know, fake ice cream. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Dairy. You know what? You're right. Or You're right. just take a like a half cup of them, put them to the bottom of your cereal bowl before you mm -hmm. pull the, pour the Cheerios. Um, I like putting them in yogurt. Yeah. They're really good yogurt. You know what? I guess I would have to go with yeah, raw. I raw didn't oats think. are really, really good. I never even thought about it yeah. like that. I always thought like a bowl of raw oats that you're eating out of there, yeah. they got a real weird texture. It's almost like eating a mouth of flies or something. <laughs> it's like, yeah. But yeah, like that in things, yeah, raw. Mm -hmm. My mom got me started on that, and she kind of used it as a filler when we were running out of cereal. Uh -huh. you know, it's like, well, fill up some oats in here. It's like, that's actually pretty tasty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, oats are great in so many things. So Yeah, they're the good OT flavor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, here's one. Fish, raw or cooked? I can't stand fish, so I would have to say <laughs> well, I would yeah. have to say cooked, definitely. But. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go raw. Really? You like yeah. sushi? Yeah, there's. I'm, I'm more likely to eat fish out if it's raw. If I'm mm -hmm. cooking at home, you know, I just say I'll cook fish. But. You know, you know, it's really a coincidence. Uh, coincidence. I think I said coincidence. Mm -hmm. Coincidence. We have this place, R.A.J. Raw. Raw yeah. Sushi. Yeah. Yeah. Now, tell me that. that name doesn't. Raw Sushi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They didn't even mean it. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's almost like, you know, the sun god Raw. You yeah, know, yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, it is. Yep. It's like, hey, let's go get, yeah. let's go get some raw sushi, and people are like, well, what, what kind of sushi's cooked? No, R A J raw. Yeah, it's like naming your uh, coffee shop next time. Or where <laughs> you want to go next time? Oh, well, yeah, let's go to next yeah, time. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, so, so you don't like fish, so you probably don't like oysters either. No, no seafood. So, uh, but yeah, with oysters, I'm definitely gonna go cook. I do believe when I was younger. I uh, I became ill on some seafood, mm. and I I just remember remember it vaguely, and I believe that that's where it took me on uh, the path of hating seafood. I can't yeah. stand the smell of it. Yeah, yeah. If it reminds you it was a really traumatic or unpleasant time, then yeah, there's yeah. certain smells that always take me back to just uh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, All right. Here's one you'll be able to tell: cabbage. You like raw cabbage, like slaw, or 
cooked cabbage. Like I'm going to say slaw. I'm going to say raw cabbage. Yeah, I generally like raw cabbage a lot more. A cooked cabbage, if it's like in a cabbage roll, it's I okay. Like cabbage yeah, rolls. It's good. I do too. Yeah, but just to sit down to a plate of boiled or steamed cabbage, like, you know, they nah, are equal to Brussels sprouts in the uh, gas department. <laughs> yes, they are. Oh. Little fart nuggets. Oh yeah, they are. <laughs> Little chunks of fart in something. Oh. Mm. Here's one that might be a little tougher to choose, raw or cooked. Apples. Mmm. Okay. Because I love Costco, especially Costco's apple pie. Oh, yeah. Um, that that stuff is just heaven on a plate. It is. So I'm going to have to go with cooked. Uh, I'm going to pick cooked as well. Even though I do love a raw, a raw apple, I mean... A, a nice raw Jonathan tart apple. Yeah, um, yeah. Just love. grab one and just eat it. Yeah, yeah. They're great. It's great for cotton mouth. Yeah, it really yes. is. <laughs> but now we have so many different kinds, like the Fiji or Fuji apples, uh, honey, and crisp, honey crisp, and, uh, and some golden nectar. Or yeah, whatever. But I still believe yeah. a nice tart Jonathan is yeah. one of my favorite. You, you've heard of the red delicious apple? Yes. That's actually one of the worst apples out there. They chose the name Red Delicious for marketing purposes. People didn't name it that because it was good tasting. No, the company I, named it that because they couldn't sell I it otherwise. Agree. I've never been a delicious no. apple fan. Red Delicious apples are anything but. Oh, well, I guess they're red, but delicious, yeah. no. 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 No, no, no. I've always wondered what the fuck. It's just yeah. it's easy to grow and easy to transport, mm-hmm. which is primarily why they pick the you know varieties and they do. What, and then they try to make it taste good after Also, that. where they're grown makes a difference. A Missouri Jonathan apple has a kind of tart flavor that you can't get in another state. Yeah. I just love them. They're so good. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of iron and clay in the soil. Yeah, we and used then, to go over to Stevenson's when yes. it was still in it. Yes. Loved Stevenson's. Then it became just a restaurant, and now it's like, I don't know, nothing, is it? I don't think it is anymore. I yeah. asked him one time if I could go out there and butcher a couple of apple trees, mm-hmm. for, and I'd pay him for the wood, you know, for... Yeah. No, they're not interested in that. That land's just sitting there, yeah. full of apple trees. Gosh. Yeah. They're all just going to rot and fall down eventually. I guess so. There was a, my sister used to go to Sibley Orchard. Yeah, in Sibley, Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one, too. And then there was Pennington's, was kind of close to Sibley. And that's the Lewisburg. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Lewisburg cider mill. Kansas, yeah. yeah. Well, now you don't pick the apples, but they got a cider mill there, and it's fantastic. Mm. Yeah, and I think picking your own apples kind of died out when people started suing when their kids would fall yes, out of the tree. Yep. And now they have uh, um, like they have their own brand of sodas, their own brands of bread. Cool. Yeah, the soda nice. is a pure cane sugar. It's actually pretty good. So anyhow, but um, lots yeah. of good cooked apple stuff. Yeah. Yes, they do. All right. How about onions? I'm going to say raw. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I like a good raw onion on a burger. Yeah. There's so many things. Sometimes you know. in a salad. Salads are great. Yeah. Uh, diced onions to put over the top of chili. Or hot dogs. Or hot dogs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, man. You're getting me hungry now. Yeah. Yeah. Love yeah. raw onions. The cooked yeah. ones, celery, I mean, oh, sorry, carrots and onions are like, if they're cooked, they give a good flavor, but I don't eat the cooked part. It's I agree. Like, you know, they've already given their flavor, and I'm just gonna. It's like eating the tea bag. No, yeah, you know, yeah, you don't you, eat the tea bag. You know? and throw it away. I would agree. Well, I kind of gave away the next one, which is celery. Okay. Um, celery raw. 
definitely raw, yeah. And then you can like, you know, stuff it with peanut butter, or cream cheese, mm. or 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 uh, cheese whiz. Cheese whiz, yeah, that's a good one. Oh yeah, that that stuff that's anything but cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Nutella. Nutella. Oh. Yeah. Oh my God, you're taking another level there. <laughs> cookie butter. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. If you've never about, had cookie butter, just look it this. up. It's pretty awesome. Oh, cookie butter is so good. <laughs> yes. Mm. Or, or or something that I saw. Now they have nut butter, mm. which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> hey, would you like some nut butter? No, thanks. Already got some. We just call that KY around here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I got one. Chocolate chip cookie dough on celery. Oh, that would So be you good. take something great and healthy and just ruin it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I ate celery today. Yeah, but you put chocolate chip cookie dough on it, you fuck. So? Did you drink a lot of water today? Yeah, I ran it through coffee grounds first. But. <laughs> yeah, but I drank the piss out of water today. Yes. Yeah, my, my grandmother used to drink my sodas 24 water. cups of water a day. But she'd run it through a Mr. Coffee first. <laughs> <laughs> and she probably liked it black, right? Oh, absolutely. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Those are people who go, oh, I need you to get me a spot of coffee. Yes. It's like, what the fuck's a spot? <laughs> Three <on>. cups. <laughs> yeah, a spot is like a one of those carafes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here's a good, here's an interesting one. Marshmallows. Mm. Can you just eat them out of the bag or like I, in a I love salad? Them out of the bag. Or do you need to like dump them into cocoa, toast them over a fireplace? I'm going to have to go cooked. And only because there's only one thing you can do with raw, really, and that's eat them out of the bag. Yeah. But cooked, you can put them in, you can put them in hot chocolate. Yeah. You can put them on those uh, desserts, those different desserts. Like s'mores. Yeah. S'mores. You put them on the top of like uh, sweet potatoes. Yes. And caramel and... Yeah, that's that's got to be, and then they caramelize on the top yeah, too. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with cooked. I'm not a real big marshmallow guy anymore. No, I was neither. more when, when I was, I was a, kid. a kid. I thought they were really cool just because of the the look and the texture of yeah. them, and they tasted good. You know, yeah. so it's like, yeah. How about cookie dough? Do you want to bake the cookies, or are you okay just eating the raw dough? Mm. I'm gonna go with bacon. Me too. Yeah, because yeah. there's so many different varieties of cookies that are so good. And the and, cooking really, really gives something to the flavor, too. Yes. It adds something. When I eat cookie, though, I eventually get a stomach ache if I eat too much of yeah. it. Because it's just too rich, too powerful. Very much so, yeah. 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 I'm not really a good cookie maker. I mean, I tend to burn cookies, or they... I just... I don't get the timing right. Uh, oh. I'm better with breads, or, you know, making dinners, like, kind uh, of things. But cookies, I'm just... I'm not so good at yeah, the peanut butter cookies, <laughs> the keto ones or the low carb ones, flourless. Uh -huh. Those are easy to make and hard to screw up. They're yeah. like three ingredient and just really like ten minutes on a sheet. Yeah, some of those banana based cookies too seem like they're pretty easy and simple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. anything else, nah, not that good. How about eggs, raw or cooked? Cooked. <laughs> You're not gonna do the rocky thing where you no. crack a few eggs into no. a glass and drink it down. <laughs> Adrian, how come you don't cook my eggs, bitch? <laughs> I think the only way that I enjoy raw egg is in eggnog. Yeah. Because I remember making eggnog as a kid. It was whole milk, eggs, and vanilla, and usually some sugar. You see, 
and then my parents would dump booze into theirs. But, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> but it was raw egg, you know, in the yeah. blender, and it, it has that rich, you know, eggnog taste. Yeah. It really does. No, it was really good, but I don't make eggnog either. No. I mean, I, you, you go buy it now. Yeah. And usually you buy the alcoholic version. Yeah, it's just the easiest that way. Yeah. And you can yeah. add more if you need to, but yeah. <laughs> it gets you started anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yep. How about tomatoes? Raw. I like them raw, too. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many ways they're good cooked, like in pasta sauces and chilies and things, yeah. but raw tomatoes just taste so yes. good. I could, I could stand out in a patch of tomato plants and just eat until I and made no, myself and, ill. And, 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 <laughs> yeah, and, and I love um, uh, tomato uh, marinara or, or um, um, sauce or gravy mm. or whatever you call it from wherever you're at. Yeah. And, uh, you know, over pasta, that stuff's great. But, man, raw, the tomatoes are just immaculate. Yeah. Especially a good homegrown tomato. And, you know, chopping it up into a nice fresh salsa mm, yeah. or avocado and, and tomato yeah. diced up. Oh, oh that's good. That's little good. cherry tomatoes you just pop in your mouth and bite down and yeah. they just explode. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yum. I want tomatoes now. Yeah. Uh, this one's unusual. How about a hamburger? Raw or cooked? Oh, cooked. Mm. I like it cooked, too. I don't like ground beef raw at all. I've had it raw, what they called it. My uncle used to call it a cannibal sandwich. Cannibal sandwich. So, yeah, you take two slices of bread and you use, like, mayo and mustard and, and onion and then just uh, spread on a layer of raw hamburger and just salt, I, pepper, and I, eat it like I that. I know of a lot of people that eat it raw or have. Yeah. But I, I prefer cooked. I think of the, the Lebanese, they call it tiger meat when it's raw burger. Um, and my wife said that her uh, her former in-laws used to try to get the little kids to eat it. Here, have some tiger meat. It's like, no, that's raw burger. Don't be skin my kid raw beef. <laughs> First of all, tiger meat does that not sound good. I do not want to butcher and eat a tiger. No, it's so just a name, but still. Tiger meat yeah. would do no good for me. I'd be like, no, that makes me want it less. So, hmm. uh, all right. Well, last one I got is organ meat. Oh, organs cooked. like hearts, livers, brain, cooked, pancreas, <laughs> kidneys, <laughs> appendix. The reason I put that one in there is gallbladder. Uh, yes, <laughs> sphincter. <laughs> now it depends. Jeffrey Dahmer would probably would have yeah. liked all of those raw. But um, and what's his name? Uh, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Yeah. Although he liked to cook his as well. Yeah, but. there's other people that ate. Hmm, I can't. Oh well, you know, I can't think. What I what I'm thinking of is the. Uh, Hannibal Lecter was the most famous one because of the movie. Yeah, but the, you know, thousands of years old tradition of the hunters going out and hunting the animal, bringing it down, mm -hmm. and then the they cut out its heart and liver and eat it right there on the spot. Oh yeah, yeah, Ugh, yeah. So or that's, how about um, the uh, story? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, mean, I was gonna say that's 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 the reason I put it in there is because, and there's still people who do that today. Is they'll take out the heart, take a bite, and then that, you know symbolically yeah. it's like. So that's that's the kind of attitude of that, raw organ that meat. That to me is just vulgar. <laughs> yes. Vulgar. Yeah. So. I mean, you might as well just you know hump the dead animal if you're going to yeah. eat its organs raw right in yeah. front of it. You know, it's disrespect. Okay. And vulgar, I know I have odd facts that we're going to go into, but yeah. there's something I was going to ask you about vulgar. 
Okay, and uh, we're going to go into a completely different subject here. Okay, vulgar, vulgar display of power. Was, yes, one of their biggest uh, albums ever. Well, I recently, uh, recently read that they are going to start Pantera up again, but Vinnie Paul and Dimebag Daryl are both dead. Yeah. Okay, Dimebag, of course, very famously in 2004 or five was shot to death on stage. Yeah. Pantera broke up, and uh, Phil Anselmo, the singer, was in a huge fight, especially with Dimebag Daryl. But Dimebag Daryl and Vinnie Paul were brothers, yeah. and they started Pantera. And Vinnie Paul was a drummer. Well, while Vinnie Paul was alive after uh, Dimebag Daryl was killed on stage, mm -hmm. they kept pestering him about starting Pantera back up. And number one, he hated Phil and Sama because yeah. before before Dimebag was killed on stage by that lunatic, he said, like, you know, he said something to the effect of uh, Dimebag Daryl needs to be beat to death. Oh, God. And I think maybe the thought process of Vinnie Paul was that he encouraged something to happen to Vinnie, or to Dimebag Daryl, and then he was shot on stage by that lunatic. Lunatic screaming about getting Pantera back together. Why won't you? Yeah, yeah, that was his. That was supposedly his, motive. his motivation. He was mad at him because he thought he was the one holding back the yeah. reunion of Pantera. So um, I think Vinny, Vinny Paul, maybe them fighting, he could have got over, but him saying he need to be beat to death and then he was shot to death right after that by yeah. a crazy fan. The correlation between that, I get that because I probably think the same thing. Like he yeah. encouraged it. Uh -huh. So. Flash, uh, uh, flash uh, forward, okay, that's what, maybe five years after Vinnie Paul uh, died. Uh -huh. So the brother died first, he was murdered, and then Vinnie Paul died, I think, from a heart attack. Yeah. Okay, so now you have two members that are gone, and then you have Rex Brown, who was all in on a reunion, more money, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, and uh, Phil and Samo that wanted a reunion, too. But it had been discussed while Vinnie Paul was alive that Zach Wilde take Dimebag's place. Oh, okay. Zach Wilde can play, he can play his stuff. He's very good. He's one yeah. of the best guitarists. And also, um, him and Dime were best friends. You know, I think if Eddie Van Halen was still were still alive, he would want to do it too. Yeah. He really loved Dimebag. Yeah, he did. And I would love to hurt Eddie play yeah. with his spin on it. That would have been fun. Yeah. So, uh, and interesting, I watched the autopsy about Eddie Van Halen last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we can get into that later, because sure. it, it sucked, you know, this icon. You know, you know, pretty much did it to himself, it sounds like. So, yeah. anyhow, um, R.I.P. Eddie, best ever. Yeah. So, and it's still argued whether Randy Rhodes came up with a finger-tapping technique that we know now, or if Eddie Van Halen did. So we'll probably never know. They're both dead. Yeah. So, um, anyhow, this uh, reunion came about because uh, Vinnie Paul's dead. Vinnie Paul kept saying, insisting, there's no dime bag, so there cannot be a reunion. Yeah. And I get his point. True, yeah. There's only one dime bag ever, and that was dime bag Daryl. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah, when, when your brother dies out of the band that you helped start, that really takes your heart out of it. Yeah, so now they're both dead, and now they're going to start up Pantera. Yeah. With two replacement members. Yeah. 
It, 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 a similar circumstance happened with uh, Styx, the uh, drummer and bass player were brothers. The Pinazzo brothers, uh -huh. or whatever, yeah. And uh, Chuck Pinazzo, the drummer, um, he idolized Keith Moon. You could hear it in his drumming. Oh, and He yeah. also tended yes. to live his live his life the way Keith well, Moon. Like he, Keith Moon, yeah. And he died of alcohol alcoholism related. Mm -hmm. And when he died, his brother, the bass player, said. I, it's no fun for me without my brother. So he he left the band. And that poor mistake. He will occasionally but, yeah. show you know show up at, at gigs and play a song or two. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure for uh, I can't remember the first name of the bass player, but I'm, I'm sure for him, it's it's not sticks because his brother's not there. So he was okay with them going on without him. But he's mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah. it. it ain't the band I want to be in. Yeah. So I can I get it when Vinnie Paul is like it's not Pantera without him. Well, I do agree with him, but there's so many people that want to hear Pantera again. Yeah. It's probably going to sell like nuts. And I think it's it's perfectly fine that they're going ahead and reuniting and, and reunionizing. That's what I was that, asking you. Yeah, I think it's perfectly fine now that Vin, Vinnie's wishes were for it not to happen during his lifetime. You know what happens after he dies? I'm sure he wouldn't give a shit business. wherever he's at. Yeah, be I mean, like, whatever. Even I'm people who say, you know, don't do it while I'm alive and don't do it after I'm dead. Well, after you're dead, it's no longer your business. Yeah, yeah, you're somewhere else, so yeah. you don't have a say in it. So they respected Vinnie Paul long enough to, yeah, wait until now, and there's and no actually, reason. Actually, I didn't to do even it. respect Vinnie Paul that much because I kept badgering him. About yeah, it. that's true. <laughs> I guess so. not necessarily respecting his wishes, but they couldn't do anything about well, it. Well, the thing is, is the hurt was still there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. He watched his brother get murdered. Yeah. How brutal would that be? Yeah. Because they were in the same band again when he was murdered. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I might just remind people of this. A guy, a security guard with a gun, stopped this lunatic from killing other band members or people. And audience members, yeah. Yes. So, yeah. A lot of times... A good guy with a gun takes care of a bad guy Absolutely. with a gun or a the knife. The whole secret is to keep guns in the hands of good guys yep. and not bad guys. Yeah, that's another one of those ones where it's not just two choices. No, that's guns or no guns. You were uh, you were going something in there. You were going right where I was going with it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, although it'd be fun. I mean, imagine. Uh, I'll make this brief. Imagine if the no-gun people got their way and all guns were abolished and taken away. That means police don't have guns either. Yeah, I mean, Security don't. guards don't have guns. Secret service guarding the president or your favorite celebrity, they don't have guns either. Yeah, yeah. The military, they don't get guns. Because yeah. you're saying no guns and guns, guns are evil, so they don't get guns either. Well, I want to see these uh, um, um, politicians that are against guns uh -huh. start with you. Yeah. All of your security cannot have guns. Uh -huh. Yep. That'll See, when they happen. say no guns, what they really mean is just the people I approve of should have guns. Bingo. And that's, and that's the problem. Where, yeah, that's where you got Who gets to decide? Bingo. Uh, that's why you can't leave it in the hands of others. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you can say, effectively, everyone gets guns. Or you can say effectively, no one gets guns, and if anyone's caught with one, they'll be the answers punished. in the middle. But again. when you say some people can have them and some don't, just, okay, how do you decide? Who has the authority to decide? Yeah. Who makes up do you the roll rules? Dice when they're born. Do we get? Oh, he got an even number. He can. 
do we get to review the rules every few years and change them if we need yeah. to? Do the rules change with changing time? The oh, taxes ever just... go away? <laughs> so yeah, it's people. People say, "Well, I want just, you know, no guns, no guns." We're but just it's not as simple as that. It doesn't work that way. We're, and if, yeah, we're implementing this tax just to get this bridge. Yeah, <laughs> and the tax never goes away after the bridge is there. Uh huh. So. It's like daylight savings time. Yeah, they they invented that during World War One mm -hmm. to help factory workers work more with natural light during the summer. Yeah, and then after the war it went away. Then World War Two it came back, mm -hmm. and then the, the uh, people who owned factories and companies said, "Hey, we kind of like this. It saves and us money." And the farmers did too. The farmers said, yeah. "We can actually have a second job if we need to, and then yeah. come home and work." Mm -hmm. So they kept it going because it made economic sense. But yeah. it kills people every year. You yeah. look at the suicide rate, the heart attack rate, it all goes up every goes six way months up. Yeah. When, we, when the clocks change. Yeah. It's a stupid inconvenience, and there's no point in it. Yeah, yeah Just it sucks. pick one and leave it there. Yep. Right now, we're on normal time. Yeah, we're this on is standard, standard time. time. Yeah. And where we're at is central standard time. Yeah. So right. next, next spring, when they spring forward, you're going on fake time again. Yeah. And it's like, but I like all the... Le okay, fine. You can keep let's it just, fake time. Yeah, let's just keep it fake let's time pick then. pick one. Pick one. Don't call it daylight savings time anymore. Call it Just just call it time. And having a majority <laughs> rules vote? Yeah. Let's say 51% say daylight. Okay. Yeah. I guess daylight. Arizona and Hawaii don't change their clocks every year. No. They leave them the same no, year they round. No, they knew better right now. No way. Pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. Hey, I have some odd facts for you. You want some odd facts? I love odd facts. Okay, good. Did you know? Stewardess is the longest word that is typed using only the left hand. Oh, wow. I uh, looked at it on the keyboard, and I could believe it. Yeah. I guess if you wanted to yeah. say stewardesses. Oh, that could be. You could okay. add the ES. That's still left hand. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Stewardesses, I guess, would be the longest one. I'm yeah. glad you come up with that. I remember reading that you can type the word typewriter with just the top row of keys. The e, no, the E's up there. Uh -huh. Or yeah, I think that's correct. Because the top row is Q W E R T Y I O. Yeah, that sounds about right. Or I U O P. 
IUOP. I think it's I. Yeah. IUOP. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you know that seventy percent of office workers stopped on the street for a survey agreed to give up their computer passwords in exchange for a chocolate bar? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> well, if it's your business, you know, if it's the password you use at work, it's like hell yeah, let me give you chocolate bar. Yeah. You can go ahead and screw up my... Yeah, yeah, go ahead and get online. Steal my fucking information. So, give me, just give me that Hershey's. Just give me that Nestle. The corporate espionage must be really easy if you I buy people so. off chocolate of the bars. chocolate bar. <laughs> That's hilarious I found that fucking absurd. I, again, the American public floors me with stupidity. Hey, as long as they're entertaining. You know? Exactly. Yep. <laughs> I've I've learned to make friends with the fact that there's really a lot of stupid and silly people out there. But if you're entertaining, then you're it's fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're stupid and boring, then you're kind of useless. But. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that the electric chair was invented by a dentist? Oh, creepy. Yeah, isn't that? Makes you want to go to the dentist, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> See old Sparky in there. Wow. You want to hear about the uh, the chair that Gary Gilmore sat in while he was executed? Yeah. I, I just oh, saw okay. just a little bit of show. Gary Gilmore was what? He uh, he killed two people in, what state was it? Was it Oregon? I was going to say Idaho. But maybe Somewhere in Oregon. maybe yeah. Utah. Anyway, there right. hadn't been... Any executions for a long time because the mm -hmm. Supreme Court had, had banned them, and then the ban was lifted, and Gary Gilmore was the first person executed after the ban was lifted. Okay. And the weird thing about his case was he wanted to be executed. Mm -hmm. He said, "No appeals, no stays, nothing. Let's just let's just get this over with." And um, he wanted to be executed by firing squad. Yeah. Uh, they really didn't have much of a setup, so they just had some old office chair that they brought in and strapped him down to, and they pinned a target over his heart. They just kind of colored a black piece of paper and pinned it to his heart area. He was executed that way. And you know what his last words were? Uh-uh. Just do it. Oh, wow. That's where Nike, Nike, that is exactly where Nike got it. That They admit it. They got it from the last words of a killer about to be executed. Wow. That's where the Nike Just Do It comes from. Wow. And Nike, yeah, Nike's admitted this. But anyway, I thought it was so weird they had no setup, so they just they just got some old weird office chair, dragged it in there, and, and had leather straps to strap his ass down to the chair. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you think there's some, you know, mechanism or some approved apparatus, like, no, no, it's, it's like, Sonny, like, anybody got a chair? You know, hey, mine you guys gets a couple got one holes in the in closet. It. I, I remember we had four of them in there. Did anyone take them? Gosh. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Will this work? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it on out. Anyone got a belt? <laughs> but I'll, I'll look up again and make sure it was Gary Gilmore, but it was definitely a convicted yeah. murderer about Not to get to be executed. Not confused with David Gilmore. No, no. Yeah. David Gilmore, awesome guitarist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Did you know that? A Boeing 767 airliner is made up of 3,100,000 parts. Oh, my God. 3 million? No wonder they cost so much. Gosh. How do, how do you keep track of... All those parts have to be numbered, named, mm -hmm. separately manufactured. 
Oh, isn't that something? What a nightmare of record keeping. Yeah, it sounds like a nightmare. Some things seem just way too complex to be good for us. Wow. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, God. This one really got me, and I couldn't find anything for it or against it. I believe it to be true, but I may not be. The first fax machine was patented in 1843, 33 years before Alexander Graham Bell demonstrated the telephone. I guess it worked on telegraph wires? Yeah. Because the telegraph was around before then. Well, that's what I kept leading to doing a search on it to cross-reference. Yeah. I can't really say that that's true, but I can't say that it's not. Because they could have used the telegraph wires, but I really couldn't really find that much evidence supporting it or going against it. Yeah. So, that may or may not be true, but <laughs> if, if anything, it sounds interesting, so. Yeah. <laughs> Hershey Kisses are called that because the machine that makes them looks like it's kissing the conveyor belt. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I, I think I've too. seen it. I think I've seen the machine. It's like this big nozzle comes down. And yeah. yeah, it does look like it's kissing. <laughs> and interesting, you said that about the typewriter, uh -huh. because on here, typewriter is the longest word that can be made using the keys only in one row of the keyboard. Ah. So you were correct. My typing teacher taught me that in, in high school. Remember when they used to teach typing in high school? Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that because yeah. I took it. I took it too. Yeah, because uh, I thought it was really relevant. Uh, yeah, I, I I thought it would be interesting. I thought I was you know going to want to learn how to. You know, I wanted to be a writer or something. Well, and, I mean, it helps with the keyboard. I mean, yeah. you know, but, yeah. and and plus it was just packed full of girls. Yeah, that's true. You know, it because was, they all wanted to do clerical stuff mm, at the time. Yeah, so yeah. I was one of like three boys in the typing class, and the guys would make fun of me. Oh, you go to typing class? And yeah, and they, you know, I'd tell them who's there. It's like this girl's there, and this girl's there, and they're like. Damn! <laughs> I was so horny back then. Hell yeah. It was just like home ed or home ec. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing some guys try to take home ec. Oh, like, yeah. You're brilliant. You're my hero. Oh, yeah, yeah. People were making fun of them for being girly. They go, you know how many girls are in there? Yeah. remember what's her name with the big tits? She's in there. Yeah, oh, yeah. and the guy cheerleaders? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The leaders? They got to touch the girls and throw them in the air and air, catch them and look up their skirts. Yo, yeah. Those yeah. guys were so smart. They knew what they were doing. They were very smart. And also get close to them. Yeah. I, I am your rock. I can catch you anytime. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You can see anyone weaseling in on that one. The jocks are out there sweating their brains and getting bashed up on the football field. Yeah, these, and these yell leaders on the side and the ones that made fun of they're feeling up cheerleaders every day. <laughs> guys are brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was all consensual. So. Uh, yes, yes. So we can speak about it. Yes. In 1980, there was only one country in the world with no telephones. Telephones. It is called Bhutan. Wow. Yeah. And Bhutan is way the fuck over there on the other side of the globe, if you're wondering about it. Yeah, I remember hearing about Bhutan a few times. Not not in any good way. <laughs> no. no, it's pretty much a cesspool. Yeah. More than 50% of the people in the world have never made or received a telephone call. Wow. And it's got to be <laughs> people in other countries. Well, yeah, yeah, too. yeah, they're... 
there are people who live <clears throat> totally off the grid just because that's where they live. You know, it's not a choice. I even see hobos using their phones. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, you can get a you can get a disposable for you know, twenty, thirty, forty dollars. Yeah. Yep. Get a stolen then, one cheaper. And then you activate it whenever you have money. You can activate it whenever you don't. You just be like, oh, I can't afford a phone this month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you know that no word in the English language rhymes with month, orange, silver, or purple? Isn't it funny the three colors are mm -hmm. in there? I, I guess a coincidence. Purple. They, purple, don't, they don't count purple, purple. Purple. They don't count purple. Purple and purple. I guess not. Silver, Dilver, Wilver. See, the closest I've heard for orange has been door hinge. Yeah, yeah, that's close, but not quite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Orange, door hinge. Yeah, if I had a couple of beers, I'd count that. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that three of those words are colors. In other languages, I'm sure they rhyme with stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here, Here's one, and I don't know if I can even do this right. The six sick sheep, six sheep's sick, is said to be the toughest tongue twister in the English language. Oh, yeah. S, X, and T-H. Yes. You mix those up, and that screws you up. I'm not time. even sure if I did that right the first time. Oh, so, you know. God, yeah. That's kind of when you have to look at it. For you to look at it, your brain gets tangled. Yeah. So I just kind of said, well, I'm just going to just say it, and if it's mm -hmm. wrong, okay, so be it. You guys got the idea. The one on the laugh-in that I remember was Toy Boat. You try to say Toy Boat three times really fast. Toy Boat, Toy Boat, Toy Boat. It comes out Toy Boat. Toy oh Boat. <laughs> Someone needs to make a product called that. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a good one. Okay. Go is the shortest complete sentence in the English language. Oh, it is. Because the U yeah. is implied. So then Larry said... You go. Go. Uh-huh. Then Larry stopped. You know, you yeah. Know, yeah. Makes yeah, there's sense. there's nothing else that it com is a complete sentence except that, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. And then I already knew this. The phrase rule of thumb is derived from an old English law which stated that you could beat your wife with anything wider than your thumb. Yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't beat your wife. Yeah. Yeah. So thumb, I, thumb size or, or thinner, you could beat your wife. Yeah. Yeah. If you've ever seen the movie Boondock Saints, it's in that. I'm not sure if I saw that. Yeah. Oh, well. It's yeah. an interesting movie. What's Willem Dafoe was two brothers who uh, uh, go on a righteous uh, revenge type crime killing spree. Oh. <laughs> I think I'd like that. Yeah. Willem Dafoe has a really interesting part oh, in it. I'd like it. Yeah. I think you'd like Willem Dafoe in it, but... Boondock Saints, it's pretty cute, pretty cool. Hmm. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. And if I ever get some spare time, I'll try to watch it. <laughs> we'll see. Um, the, uh, let's see, the, the term, the whole nine yards, came from World War II fighter pilots in the South Pacific. When arming their airplanes on the ground, the 50 caliber machine gun ammo belts measured exactly 27 feet. Before being loaded into the fuselage. Oh, fuselage, okay. I mean. So you you've used up all your ammo. You you shot the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. 
if the pirate oh, if the pilots cool. fired all the ammo at a target, it got the whole nine yards. That is so slick. Yeah. Has nothing to do with football. No. Everyone did. Everyone thought it was football, but it has nothing to do with it. Yeah, I mean, if they were football, they say 10 yards, because that's what you need yeah. for first down. Think of all the phrases that came from World War II. Actually, oh, yeah. A lot of them did. Mm. In Egypt, around 1500 B.C., a shaved head was considered the ultimate in feminine beauty. Egyptian women removed every hair from their heads with special gold tweezers and polished their scalps with high sheen with buffing cloths. <laughs> Weird. It the Egyptians were so advanced for being non-advanced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So they had shiny bald heads. The opposite man, I guess. That's it's like you know. Telly Savalas back then. Yeah. Female ones. <laughs> Kojak Ina. Yeah. I I would be in, I would be interested to to know their uh, bus sizes back then. Did bus sizes get bigger as women and, and people in general got bigger? Wow, I don't know. It might have something to do with whatever the culture finds attractive. That's true. Because if they found long necks attractive, then yeah. long neck women the, would be more likely to. Yeah, or they find a way to rubber band their neck to where they get longer, or yeah. like the Mayans flatten their face or whatever. Yeah. So, hmm. George Loomley, age 104. Married Mary Dunning, age 10, in Narleton, England, on August 25, 1783. She was the great-great-granddaughter of the woman who'd broken her engagement to Lumley eight years before. Talk about getting her back. Damn, that's bitch. just warped. You wait, I'm going to marry your 10-year-old granddaughter in fucking how many years? Oh, that's <laughs> and, warped. Yeah. In Elizabethan England, the spoon was so novel and prized that people carried their own folding spoons to banquets. <laughs> so, okay. It's like, uh, George, do you have your spoon? Yes, I do. Right here. Folded up in my pocket. Carrying your own silverware around. Oh, look at Nigel. Some emergency eating. Nigel has a gold-plated spoon. I am so jelly. Oh, no, they wouldn't have jelly back then. That's oh, a new slang term. Yeah. I am so envious of him. So, how, how is the uh, demonstration going over there? I keep hearing that bicyclist come running by. Oh, um, I know. He's such a pain in the ass. Yeah, but they've all it. still got their shoes off. Yeah. And uh, every now and then they sit down and wave their feet in the air. Well, they well they did get a little crazy there. They got really mad at a couple of cars for whatever reason. They threw their toenail clippings at him. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, yeah. The guy was going nuts because he thinks he's got it now, the fungus, because they threw fungus at him. Assault with a fungally weapon. Yes. And then the police said there's <laughs> even some of them that took off their shoes and joined in because they have yeah. toenail fungus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was really good of them to show that support. Are there any police anymore that walk the beat, you know, like they used to in the old days, or are they all driving cars now? Because hmm. like a walking well, beat cop, that'd be somebody who'd really you the know, closest, have to watch out for the fungus. The closest one that I knew of was back in uh, Westport 20 years ago now, 25 years ago maybe. Yeah. Well, I used to frequent Westport all. I, I talked about this before. I, I did the uh, mid-shift, uh -huh. not the graveyard. And I get off work at like 12, 
and I have enough time to fucking fly down to Westport and catch the stragglers. Yeah. So, um, anyhow, they had cops on bicycles. And the reason I found this oh, out, yeah, because me that. and a friend of mine, I'm not going to say his name, he's, uh, he stopped in his truck back in his parking lot to do a couple of hits of uh, said uh, marijuana. Yeah. And all of a sudden, a bicycle cop comes up on us. Hey, what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, uh. You know, and then he went on. He didn't care. He was just like, you know, uh, you know, you guys get out of here and leave. So. so I guess a bicycle cop, that would still be bad to have foot fungus. Yes. Because you're pedaling all day yes, it and sweating. Yeah. You know. yeah. Or like yeah, the they... police horses, but the hoof fungus. But I wonder if they do have that. I bet you they do. Might have to be a separate protest for the horses. Yeah, know. yeah, probably so. <laughs> um, did you know that it costs more to buy a new car today in the United States than it costs Christopher Columbus to equip and undertake three voyages to and from the New World? Crazy. Yeah. Wow. How the cost of things has gone up. Yeah. Here's one, and this is going to make you hurt. Ancient Egyptians slept on pillows made of stone. Oh, oh, nasty! I guess your pillow would always be cold then, or you know, yeah. or cool, right? Oh, ow! I just can't see how that could possibly be any better than just whatever the floor was. Oh. Wow, weird! Ancient Egyptians, crazy people. Oh, this next one is incomplete. I don't know what they were getting at here, but it wasn't a typo. They just written it horribly. Here's <laughs> what it says, and see if you can catch it. Millie the White House dog earned more than four times as President Bush in 1991. Okay. She did, like, appearances. So we're talking monetary. Yeah. Oh. So the president's salary is actually fairly modest. Yeah, four hundred thousand. It's been that way for a long time. They also get an expense account. Well, well, yeah, they don't talk about everything's yeah. paid for the rest of your life, and you have yeah. uh, you have Secret Service uh, constantly watching you and your close ones. Yeah, yeah. And even when they're you know in office, they get the salary, mm-hmm. but they don't pay for anything—food, transportation, whatever. Nothing. So they can just bank their salary. Yeah. And then they have a big expense account where they can. You know, buy stuff. So yeah, so they don't spend any money while they're in office. No, not really, not at all. Did but dog know? even made more. <laughs> okay, you just put it in perspective. So okay, there you go. <laughs> Did you know that a law passed in Nebraska in 1912 set hard rules of the road? Drivers in the country at night were required to stop every 150 yards, set up a skyrocket then wait eight minutes for the road to clear before proceeding cautiously, all the while blowing their horn and shooting off flares. <laughs> they didn't want cars at all, did they? <laughs> this is something I doubt if they enforced. Yeah. I remember hearing one that was, if a, an automobile encountered a horse on the road, the automobile driver had to pull off the road, dismantle his vehicle, and hide it in the bushes so it wouldn't scare the horse. Oh. 
you might as well just say don't have a car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like if you're taking it apart, it, and hide it. it in the bushes. <laughs> just forget it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Louis the Four of France really was an unpleasant fellow. Um, he, as he has been depicted in 1674, when he was visiting a school in Claremont, he heard from the school's authorities that one of the children, a nine-year-old Irish lad named Francis Selton, had made a pun about the king's bald head. Louis was furious. He had a secret warrant drawn for the child's arrest, and young Selton was thrown into a solitary confinement in his uh, Bastelli. I guess that's how you pronounce it, or Bastille? Bastille. Bastille, okay. Yeah. His parents met... Um, his parents, members of one of Europe's richest merchant families, were told simply that it, the child had disappeared. Days <laughs> turned into months, months turned into years, and Louis himself passed away, but Francis spent 69 years in the hole for oh. making fun of the king's baldness. Good so Louis God. IV was a smack. Complete Damn. fucking douche. Ass paddling. Not a good one. Yeah, he needs an ass paddling. Mm. Matter of fact, let's go ahead and put him to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Louis IV of France. That's it, Louis. Perpetual ass paddling. Yes. Mm. Did you know that the microwave was invented after a researcher walked by a radar tube and the chocolate bar in his pocket melted? Okay, it was a radar. Yeah. Okay, so that's why the first ones were called radar ranges. Yes. Okay. Yes. I wondered what 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 they were actually working on when they accidentally invented the microwave. Yeah, that was it. It was a radar. Okay. And I remember the radar range was the first one, and then they changed it to the microwave, and they probably changed it how it worked a little bit too. So yeah. now it's a microwave as opposed to a radar. Yeah. Twenty three percent of all photocopier faults worldwide are caused by people sitting on them and photocopying their butts. <laughs> That's funny. That is really good. Although, you know, if a woman sits on it just right, you get not only your butt, but her kitty, too. So Yeah. You get a twofer on that. Yep. <laughs> what you need to do is get some, some really disgusting fat guy and have him spread his ass cheeks wide and call the technician. It's like, you got this sweaty and poopy ass print here on the glass. Can you fix that? <laughs> I hate my job. <laughs> um, I've got a neat little story here. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, I guess in Michigan, some dude was like, I don't know, jerking off to someone's Elmo doll. <laughs> After masturbating with a client's Elmo doll, a Michigan home inspector can, uh, was convicted. Kevin Wayne Van Leuven was found guilty of aggravated indecent exposure and could face up to two years in prison. Mm. A home inspector in Oakland County, Michigan, was caught on a security cam. So he is a home inspector and he's inspecting oh, the home. Nasty. He's caught on a security cam masturbating with a client's Tickle Me Elmo doll while at home. <laughs> Blowjob Me Elmo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So. Okay, this home inspector is supposed to be inspecting the home, right? Oh. Okay, so he gets in this home, and he finds a Tickle Me Elmo doll, uh -huh. which how could you find that attractive at all? Uh, yeah. 
God. And he masturbates on it. <sighs> Van Leuven of Clarkston, Michigan, was convicted in a one-day trial. He was arrested in 2021 when a home he was inspecting revealed through a security cam the horrible act. The woman reportedly looked on her phone at work and became ill after witnessing the act on her doll. <laughs> I, I think, bet. Uh, yeah, it'd be pretty gross. Oh, oh hang on. <laughs> hang on. It's chiming. I think it's the home inspector, but I, I better check. <laughs> Van Luma was arrested on the spot. He is awaiting sentencing. <laughs> Don't you bet they're going to have fun with him in prison. Oh, geez. Is that the Tickle Me Elmo guy? Yes. Oh, let's go tickle him. <laughs> you know, I, I worked with a guy at uh, when I worked at the Rosedale post office. Uh-huh. Um, this guy was, uh, um, he was a sub. You know, he didn't have his own route, so he just filled on, on, on others. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> he was uh, eventually fired because he kept getting into accidents, vehicle mm-hmm. accidents. Um, but uh, like a week or so after, uh, got a phone call from a woman who complained that, uh, when he was there at her house, he knocked on the door and asked if he could come in and use the bathroom. Uh huh. And she said, okay, fine. And he went in and he was apparently in there for like five, six, seven minutes. And she was wondering what the heck was, was going on. So she wandered back there to check on him. And he was in there, door wide open, beating his meat. And he turned to her and said, you want to come in and join me? Oh. (laughs) Right there in his postal uniform down around his ankles. Yeah. So people like that do exist. So I was able, you know, I was pushing up his management at the time. And uh, uh, I I actually took the call from this woman. and, And I said, well... I can assure you that he is no longer employed by the Postal Service and hasn't been for for a week or so now. So uh, I will pass this along to the appropriate people. But Was know, he actually he, working for, for the Postal Service when it happened? Yeah. Yeah. He was okay. out there delivering her out in but uniform and fired, everything. But he'd already been like... No, she, she, she called in a couple weeks after it happened. Oh. She just didn't report it right away. Okay. So in, in the intervening time, he had been fired for something else. Yeah, that's what I was asking. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, when he when he did that, he was uh, he was on the clock. <laughs> he was getting paid by the I government. I would say that's a fireable <laughs> offense right there. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I told the station manager that he about blew his stack. I knew there was something wrong with that kid. <laughs> that, that boy ain't right. That boy ain't right. Yeah. Yeah, it turned out the accident that finally got him fired. The witnesses said he just he drove right into a utility pole, and the witness said I could barely see the driver inside the vehicle because there was so much smoke in there. Oh, he was getting high while he was driving down the road, <laughs> lost control and slammed into a utility pole. That's fun. <laughs> God. Oh. Oh, so they're, they're winners all over. Wow. Yep. Yep. <laughs> to douchebagsandmicrophone.net, you're one stop for douchebaggery. Douche
You want to write us? You want to say something to us? You want to look for a live button? When we go live, you can call in. All of this stuff is right there for your ear holes and eye holes. You got it, chumps. It's all yours. Two douchebags and microphone.net is up and running. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. 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 This ain't the same 20 songs. This isn't the canned bullshit. This isn't the fake fucking laughter. This is podcast, and this is the way radio is going, boys. Stay tuned and strap on. The other day, I uh, was watching. And now, a brand new feature Strange Insults from an Alien. May you always step in a wet spot after putting on fresh socks. And now, a brand new feature, Strange Insults from an Alien. May your mother come to talk to you, and then leave your door slightly ajar, so that you may have to get up and close it. Watching a show about the, uh, the Saturday Night Massacre. Okay. That's the popular term for it. It was October 20, 1973. Um, it was during the whole Watergate mess with Nixon. Um, there were there was a committee that wanted you know the House committee that was investigating wanted those tapes that Nixon had been making in his in his Oval Office and the, the uh, telephone. Mm-hmm. conversations and he was refusing to hand them over so <clears throat> the special cro- prosecutor Archibald Cox um, gave him <laughs> Sorry, until, yeah name. really gave him until midnight on October 20th to turn those tapes over or he'd be in contempt mm-hmm. um, so when the deadline approached uh, Nixon still didn't want to turn over the tapes because of course they were really bad for him Mm-hmm. So he orders the Attorney General, Elliot Richardson, to go fire the special prosecutor. Okay. Basically, you know, fire the person that's investigating me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the Attorney General said no, and he resigned on the spot. <laughs> awesome. So Nixon goes to the Deputy Attorney General, William Ruckel's house, mm-hmm. and says, go fire Cox. Ruckles' house says no and resigns on the spot. <laughs> he then goes to the next person in, in pecking order, Solicitor General Robert Bork. And Bork agrees, and he goes and he fires the special prosecutor uh-huh. and then tries to resign and oh, was shit. talked out of it. <laughs> that was the massacre, is Nixon was trying to stop the investigation into himself by firing the person running the investigation. And he had to get to three people before he found one that would do it for him. And that was a big turning point. Um, U.S. District Judge Gerhard Gessel uh, ruled that the the firing of the special prosecutor was completely illegal. Um, They replaced him with a guy named Leon Jaworski. Uh Uh-huh. Um, but for the first time, opinions really started to move against the president. He, it started to be a majority of disapproval in public opinion polls. Mm-hmm. The papers started printing outright stuff about, you know, this guy needs to be impeached, this guy's impeached, uh, obstructing justice, blah, blah. 
Um, at that point, there were nine tapes that they were fighting about. Three of them had supposedly gone missing. Um, it's generally believed that those three were so damaging that they were destroyed. And then there was one with the famous 18 and a half minutes erased. So they finally turned them over, and they came to that spot to say, hey, what's with, the, what's with this 18 minutes of erasure? And Nixon's personal secretary, Rosemary Woods, said, oh, well, I accidentally pressed the record button instead of the stop button and accidentally taped over 18 and a half minutes. And she went to some outrageous and lengthy hypothetical scenario where, you know, she had stopped to take a phone call, but the recording button on the floor that she stepped on to make it go was on the other side, and it was just barely physically possible for her to keep her foot on the button mm -hmm. to erase the tape and reach over and grab the phone. But no person in their right mind would do that unless they're intentionally trying to do it. And she said it was just, oh, I just didn't think that accidentally. <laughs> but, you know, it all turned out to be complete horseshit anyway because they analyzed that 18 and a half minute gap and they found multiple starts and stops to erase the part in there. Somebody had gone through and erased piece by piece by piece and then tried to erase over again. And No, it wasn't one accidental thing. It was multiple. So it was very obviously deliberate. Yeah. Um, and then Nixon was trying to do damage control, so he released transcripts of the tapes. He said, well, I won't give you the tapes, but... I'll give you transcripts of what we said on it, and I'll take out the parts that you know aren't relevant or matters of national security. So he made a big deal, and here are, you know I remember the press conference, and here's all these notebooks, this supposedly the transcripts or whatever, mm -hmm. and just so wildly inaccurate when they when they finally compared them to the tapes, wildly inaccurate. So he's lying again about what's on it. Eventually, there were 27 more tapes found and released, and completely contradicted the transcripts, uh -huh. um, and it completely confirmed everything that John Dean had been testifying about. Um, and then by July 27, the House adopts the first article of impeachment. Mm -hmm. um, let's see... Eight days later, on August 5th, a new tape emerges. Okay. Nixon says, oh, yeah, sorry, I was actually hiding this one because I didn't want people to hear it. So here he's actually saying, I had this tape, I held it back, I hid it because it's damaging. Well, uh, you know, they did call him Tricky Dicky. Yeah. Now we know why. Well, already knew why. But... Yeah. Now, it... His, he had lied to his lawyer about the existence of the tape, and the lawyer said... That's not good. Yeah. And the lawyer said, okay, you put me in trouble, so I'm going to resign unless you release this directly to the public. Wow. And on it, it showed that Nixon was in on the cover-up from the start, very mm -hmm. beginning. In fact, he actually is on the tape talking about getting money to pay people off and where it can be gotten. And, wow. Yeah, so it just... Totally blew him up. Mm -hmm. So three days later, he announces his resignation, and then on August 9th, he does I resign. am not a crook. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But they had, uh, I mean, White House involvement in the break-ins, uh -huh. evidence of bribes, payoffs, 
They had enemy lists. Nixon had made up these. There was like over wow. 200 names, and that wasn't even complete. Some of them were celebrities like Joe Namath and Jane Fonda. <laughs> they were enemies. <laughs> and it showed him using the FBI to uh, threaten people and manipulate people. Uh-huh. Complete abuse of power. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, when all this stuff blew up, the Republican National Committee and all the elected Republicans who had been staunchly defending him, it was like, okay, this guy can't win. So they all started withdrawing their support. And not many of them actually said he should resign, but they would say if he were to resign, I think that would be a good thing for the country. Blah, blah, blah. So it really brought it to, uh, the, to, the, uh, to the attention that the party is more important than the politician. Mm-hmm. You know, candidates and politicians come and go, terms of office expire, but the yeah. party needs to protect itself. And they cut ties with Nixon when they realized this guy's going down the drain and he's not dragging us with him. Yeah. Um, there's a similar situation going on now. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. We'll yeah. see if the Republicans stick with you-know-who. Yeah. Um. <laughs> My feelings is is they are not going to. Yeah. Uh, and I I mean it's just oh well you know what yeah forget it yeah you know what it 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 doesn't matter and I really kind of believe on this. It, Mark Twain said if voting really mattered they, they wouldn't, wouldn't let, let us do it. Yeah. So. And you know some of the factors that also uh, were taken in consideration on is deciding uh, to re- to resign was that. Uh, he was going to be facing all these um, trials for Mm -hmm. years and years to come. And he was going to be broke. He didn't have all that much money. And he was looking at enormous legal expenses. Um, He needed, he's looking at jail, poverty, you know, he needed a way out. If he stuck with it, he was going to lose. You know, he finally was convinced, yeah, I, I can't pull this out. So then that's when the pardon comes in. Um, he got what Gerald Ford said, a full, free, and absolute pardon, which meant anything he had done from the moment he was born up I to that point. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. He could have murdered babies, and he would, and nobody could touch him for it because of that kind of pardon. Mm-hmm. And the pardon came with a deal where Ford was going to hand over all the tapes and all the transcripts and all the notes and everything back to Nixon so he could bury him. <laughs> <laughs> that part got overturned. But uh, um, that also cleared Nixon from his, uh, his treason in 1968 in the run-up to that election where he scuttled the peace deal between North and South Vietnam. Uh-huh. And he convinced the southern South Vietnam government, said, if you sign this peace deal, the Democrats will probably win, and you're stuck with it. If you don't sign it, I'll win, and I'll get you a better deal. Uh-huh. And that's what happened. Yeah. And that's why the war went on for another five, six, seven years, and a lot more Americans died. That's that's Nixon's treason. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. that also is not conspiracy theory. That's something you can look up and no, find. That's true, I know. Yeah. Um, so Ford's pardon covered him for that, and I'm mm-hmm. sure that was on Nixon's and mind. And that is one of the biggest reasons Ford did not win re-election. Yes. 
was because Nick, him giving the full and unconditional pardon, which covered Nixon head to toe from everything that he had done that was crooked and wrong and, and yeah. unlawful. Now, think about this. Ford granted that pardon without any kind of hearings or talking about it. He didn't discuss it with anybody in advance. He sprung it on absolutely everybody. Yeah. Uh, he granted this pardon without any kind of admission of guilt on Nixon's part. So what is he pardoning him for? Yeah. He didn't specify any of the crimes which Nixon was being pardoned for. So that'd again, be, that'd be Nixon's, like someone walking up to me or you and going, you know, we give you a full and unconditional pardon. You're like, well, oh, didn't do anything wrong, did yeah, I? You know, yeah, yeah. They went, they went from he is completely innocent. He will be exonerated, and here's your pardon. It's like he doesn't need a pardon if he's if he's completely if he's innocent, completely and exonerated. Innocent. Yeah. So, but that's the weird part is. No admission of guilt, no specification of crimes to get the pardon. It was, keep all your secrets, we forgive everything in no matter what you did. And wow. that's what stuck in everybody's craw. That's fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. Now, Carter, in 1978, signed uh, an act giving the special pro prosecutors full independent power. Mm -hmm. So they can't be fired like that again. George W. Bush let it expire in 1999. Wow. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, some of the men who were convicted and went to prison in this whole Watergate thing. Oh, I can I can tell you why it was allowed to expire. Here's why: because some of the war crap that came on the, uh, the defense contracts and the screwy shit that went on through doing that whole thing. Yep. No one wants to be prosecuted over that. They wanted to be able to muzzle the special prosecutor. Yep. Yeah. Some of the men that were convicted and went to prison. For up to four years, uh -huh. um, or eight years, um, they said they they were convinced that reelecting Nixon in '72 was vital for the survival of the United States. Uh -huh. They were just totally convinced that that if Nixon didn't get reelected, then it would be World War Three, Armageddon, the human race would be wiped out. And they were willing to do anything to get Nixon back into office. And they wound wow. up doing just about yeah, anything. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, on the day that Ford was sworn in, Nixon was already in the air flying to San Clemente. Um, my uncle was the air traffic controller. Um and he happened to be working that day and working that section of the country. He was, uh, I forget what part, uh, where he was at the time. I guess he was still would have been in Miami. But uh, he said that as the, as the plane carrying Nixon was flying across the country, it was Air Force One. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as Ford was sworn in, the transponder on Nixon's plane changed from Air Force One to Air just, just a regular yeah. flight. And then the one Ford was on was Air Force One. Yeah. <clears throat> and Ford was, uh, hang on a second. <laughs> when the little kids come wandering up, wanting to, God, <laughs> wanting that to was play nuts. with our equipment. <laughs> oh, sorry, Tom. Anyway. You know, the sad thing is, I don't know who his parents are. No, no, that, that one dude came up and grabbed him, but he's too young to have a kid like that. But. Yeah, it's got to be his older brother. I, think. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, well. But... 
what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the plane carrying Nixon back to uh, uh, California, just, you know, the transponder changed to just, just a regular flight. Because Air Force One is whatever plane the president's on. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And, you know, Ford was standing at a podium getting sworn in, so. So all the jet fighters that accompanied him went to one Ford was on. Except, well, Ford wasn't in the air at the time. Oh, he wasn't? Okay, no, so they all, was... went, they all went back to their base. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, he's he was the president until that moment that Ford okay, completed so, the oath. So and then at they that all, moment, they, he ceased being president. All the jet fighters that accompany Air Force One all turned around and went back. Yeah. So they got they had orders a and said, hey, uh, we no longer have a president on board, so uh, yeah. leave. Yeah. Wow. So that was interesting that he's, you know, he was he was there and was able to see it at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I I looked up about all the Watergate tapes. Mm-hmm. Turns out there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. I, I think Jeez. the last count there's there's like nine hundred fifty of them, and uh, these are old reel-to-reel tapes. It's like a seven-inch plastic reel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look like the old film projector reels. And uh, depending on the playback speed and, and other factors, you can have um, anywhere up to like six hours recorded onto those tapes. Wow. And they, they say they have 3,700 hours of recorded conversations. Shit. Yeah. And that was just between 1971 and 1973. That's wow. that's That's the extent, that's all the time that the recording system was in place. It's just for those three years. Wow. They have 3,700 hours. And uh, a company called the Nuance Corporation, they do uh, voice recognition and patterning software, they volunteered to apply their software, uh, voice recognition and enhancement, to all 3,700 hours of tapes mm-hmm. starting in 2017. They're still working on it. <laughs> But the, the Miller Center at the University of Virginia, uh, they've got all the tapes. And you can get online and look at all of the different tapes. It'll tell you what conversations are on any of the individual tapes, who's speaking, what they're talking about. Uh, and you can actually listen to audio from mm-hmm. the tapes, you know, just on your phone. And uh, I listened to the one where Nixon calls up this guy, um, Kleindienst and tells him, um, quit digging into international telephone and telegraph and their uh, uh, crooked business practices. They're friends of mine. Lay off. <laughs> and the guy's like, so so you're directing me to, to, he's like, I'm telling you to leave it alone. I'm telling you to knock it off and, and just let it drop and forget about it. You got me? <laughs> and the guy's so... So I've got this 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 draft that I was going to take over to the committee and present. He's like, I'm telling you to lose it. Forget it. Just drop the whole thing. I'm, I don't want anybody dying. And he's just going off on this guy because IT&T had given Nixon a shit ton of money for his reelection. Oh, that's and in right. return, yeah. Nixon was saying, okay, we'll let you get away with your illegal shit. So he killed so he had, the probe yeah, into it. Yeah, he killed the probe. Yeah, wow. and there he is on tape telling him in no uncertain terms. And then that unconditional pardon got him off of everything. Yep. Can't touch him. Wow. <laughs> but, you know, any president can pardon anybody. Mm-hmm. That's an enormous amount of power. Yeah. Um, 
Nixon chose not to pardon That's any of the people. That's why they all do that on their way out. On their way out, yeah. Because yeah. so they want to pardon some unpopular people. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of people that enabled Nixon and were facing trial, and they're like, "Can he you didn't pardon, pardon us?" Anybody? He's like, "No, he didn't pardon what anybody. A dick. He let them all. He let them all hang." And but he made sure. I mean, Ford would not have been selected to be vice president if he hadn't already agreed to that pardon. In You're right. That was already set in stone and locked in place before Ford was ever introduced to the United States, the United States public. And Ford probably knew that's the only way he's going to sniff the White House. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his term was pretty unremarkable, uh, pretty useless, mm-hmm. and he had zero chance of getting reelected because yeah. people hated him for letting Nixon off the hook. Yeah, and that's the only way he could get in, so he was... Yeah. The only thing is, is he's on all those presidential calendars now. Yes. For what, three years, two years? Uh, and I, I think, isn't there like a, a large naval vessel named after Gerald Ford? Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, so there's yeah. a Gerald Ford, a USS Gerald Ford. Too, yeah, so. it might be a carrier, it might be a destroyer. Yeah. I don't know what it is. That, and he's on the presidential calendars, yeah. and uh, if he was still alive, he would still be getting Secret Service. Yeah. Well, see, the Republican party loved Ford because he helped clean up one of their nasty messes mm-hmm. and did it in such a way that even though everyone knows there's a big stinking mess there, no one can touch it. He was an ex-football player. Yep. He was also known as a klutz. <laughs> An amazing klutz, he yes. He fell all the time. Oh, he's hitting his head and falling off stages. And yeah. They made the joke that he uh, played football without his helmet one too many times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and... There, oh, Saturday Night Live joke back when it didn't suck. They uh, they made the joke that uh, uh, President Ford's wife, Betty Ford, who the Betty Ford oh, Clinic Betty was started. Ford yeah, Clinic, she yeah. started that. She was actually a really good first lady. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that her method of birth control is every night before bed, she gives <laughs> Mr. Ford a stick of chewing gum. Because <laughs> you can't chew gum and fuck the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember Chevy Chase saying that you know, a stick of chewing gum, and then he just stopped, and the audience started. They took Chevy a second, Chase. and then they started laughing. <laughs> awesome. Oh my gosh. But you know, I don't think Ford was an in, such an inherently evil guy. No. But he was. He was. His sins was going along with. The, uh, to get elected. Yeah. He sold his soul, basically, to get elected. Exactly. He was a go-along-and-get-along kind of guy. Yeah. And he, he was never going to do anything valuable or useful for the country. Yeah. He never was. Yeah. Uh, he was just there to kind of hold the place, help clean up the mess. <clears throat> and I'm sure when the Republicans started campaigning in 76, and you know Ford and Dole were the running. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Rockefeller was the vice president, but he wasn't going to be invited. That's how long Dole was around. I yeah. forgot about that. Ford and Dole. Yeah, Dole was not the vice president, but he was running with Ford running, for re-election yeah. as going to be the new vice president. Yeah, wow. And one of the Rockefellers was in place as a... I don't think that's the first time he was nominated as vice president, was he? Who else took him? Um, I know he ran for president. Yeah. And Bush won it. Yeah, I think there was another time he was vice president, but after that he was like, mm, I'm not being running mate anymore. Yeah, yeah. But see, Nixon was Eisenhower's vice president. Yes. And then, uh, um, 
Agnew was Nixon's vice president. Yeah, Spiro Agnew, yeah. And then he yeah. got he got run out of office because they had him dead to rights, uh, taking big envelopes of bribe money. Mm-hmm. And they got him on tax evasion. I think Spiro Agnew was also kind of like, wasn't he like a mob figure? Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. all mobbed up. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, yeah. He was kind of like a protection, in my in my opinion. It's kind of like, yeah, a, yeah. it's like, hey, we got to get this guy on our payroll somehow. Yeah. And as it turns out, he was pretty much a thug and an idiot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's he didn't he didn't know how to be a crooked politician more effectively. He he got caught very quickly and very easily. Yeah, and they yeah, and he got caught big time. So yeah. he was uh, yeah. he was toast. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that that was pretty cool. That was really cool. Yeah, good. I'm I'm glad you looked that up because that was a really neat part in time. You know, yeah, uh, that was that was the summer I was. Let's see, yeah, I was. That was the summer I was in Florida after I I finished grade school and I spent mm-hmm. the summer in Florida while my parents were divorcing and splitting just, the house up. And I just barely remember Nixon resigning. And yeah. That's it. Well, he. Uh, I, I remember my grandmother watching the hearings, and she, you know, thought Nixon walked on water, so I couldn't trust anything she said. Oh yeah. But. Uh, and then when I came home at the end of the summer, um, I remember, see, he he announced on August 8th, 74, that he was going to resign. And that's my birthday. Mm-hmm. I was 13. So <laughs> it's like, cool, he announced on my birthday. And then he resigned the next day, August 9th, which is my cousin Marjorie's birthday. Oh, wow. Okay. So that was a good birthday present for me and, and for Marjorie. That is cool. <laughs> go. We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, I'm glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells. 